Hi, it's a grim situation where I am with COVID-19 cases rising. There's a curfew from tonight from 9 p.m. until 5 in the morning. There's news of a lot of deaths and life as we knew it is very different today. So I want to go back into time and remember the two people I will not forget. No, I'm not talking about my parents. I mean, who would forget their parents? This is, this is not a, a sentimental family episode, um, which you should not listen to at all. But this I think you might want to listen to if you're still listening to this until this point. I want to talk about the two people I will not forget. So why am I thinking about these two people today? Because as I just said, life is so different these days. I barely get to meet people. One of the people that I'm going to talk about is a stranger. And I don't remember the last time I spoke with a stranger and was left completely in awe, inspired, amazed, mesmerized. The second is a story that happens very often. It's possible something like that happened today. And it's been years since both these instances happened. So one is a story that is great, but happens rarely. And the other is a story which is, as you will know, is sort of disappointing, but it's a constant and it happens far too often. And I am very eager to share these stories of these two interactions, these two experiences with you. While I ask you not to listen to this podcast, I think this is one episode you might want to listen to, and especially the stories of these two people and what it means to me to remember them. Okay, that was pretty dramatic, but the first story. The first story and the first person I will not forget ever is, as I said, a stranger. So I was perhaps 26, 27, and I had embarked on my first... I think now that I think about it, it probably wasn't my first, but it was my second solo trip abroad. I had gone back to the UK. My first solo trip was to the UK where I had gone to London with my brother and my friend Julia. And we went to Liverpool and Oxford, Julia and I. But after that, I um, went ahead on my travels alone to Carlisle, Longtown, Cumbria, um, and back to London and back home. So encouraged by my solo travel experience, I thought I could go back and have a little bit more of that. And I thought of this expedition, I mean, um, 
in these current times, a 26-year-old just going to um, these developed countries in Europe, it may not be an expedition, but for somebody like me, who's never traveled abroad and who's barely ever traveled alone, I think that was quite an adventure. And it was um, quite um, a huge decision for me to try and go to Europe and travel across Europe for one full month. I was really scared. I had no idea what to expect, but I had already traveled across the UK, so I had a bit of an idea and I wanted to start off with London again so I could go to my friends, meet them and uh, gather some momentum with solo travel and then, you know, continue my travels into Europe. But was I super confident? I wasn't. I was very nervous about taking the plane alone without my brother and entering into London, arriving at London alone again. And the idea that I had an entire month ahead of me, a packed schedule, that I would be waking up in a new city every day, it was daunting. While my flight journey was great, the moment I landed in London, I had to take the underground train to go into the city from Heathrow Airport. And it so happens that when you take the underground train from Heathrow, um, so the train leaves the platform and the same train comes back again because there's a sort of a U-turn just up ahead after the airport stop. So this was a detail I didn't know. So I got onto a train, an underground train, and I had to go a certain direction. And I knew I had read all directions and I'd read everything about uh, the train. And I got onto that train thinking it would go in the direction I was hoping to go, but it went in the opposite direction. So I quickly got off at the next stop and waited for the train. And I felt really stupid when the same train came back and I had to get into that again. So when I did that, I noticed that there was an elderly man who noticed what I was doing. He saw that I got into the plane. I was sorry, into the train. I was super confused. I left the train and I got back into the same train in the same spot in the same uh, compartment. So I felt really stupid. I didn't know what just happened. I didn't know that the train takes a U-turn. But I had noticed by then and now I knew. So I said to the stranger who was looking at me kindly, I said, I feel so embarrassed that I didn't know. To which this elderly man responded saying, how are you supposed to know everything anyway? And that was the best thing he could have said to me at that point because I really was feeling very embarrassed about my ignorance. But honestly, I wasn't ignorant. I was just missing a tiny bit of detail. And I was being very hard on myself and being embarrassed and all flushed and wondering if I was even capable of the huge adventure 
that lie ahead of me. So when this gentleman said, how are you supposed to know everything anyway? I felt the greatest empathy in one sentence. I felt understood, I felt accepted, I felt pardoned for my ignorance. I felt, I maybe even felt a little bit loved, you know, as a fellow human being. And it set my mood straight. I felt great. And throughout that trip, which was my solo trip across Europe, any time I missed something or I goofed up, which wasn't too many times, but each time I did that, I just said to myself, how are you supposed to know everything anyway? And since then, for so many years, each time I, th I think I might fail, or each time I fail, I just say the sentence to myself. And it is amazing to me that a man I met for only two minutes maybe, said something to me in a situation which was extraordinary and he said the right thing and he picked the most empathetic words that stayed with me and this was a stranger he didn't have to make me feel good he didn't have to leave me with a life lesson he didn't have to be so nice to me he didn't have to be this voice of encouragement for all my life really he was just another person in the world. I don't even remember his face. I remember how he made me feel. So this is one of the two people I will never forget. And I will never forget how this kind person made me feel. And now I'll tell you about the other person whom I will never forget. So that was one person who left a solid impression of me, on me, someone I want to be like, someone who I always remember when I feel dejected, unhappy, not understood. So that's the underground man, the London underground man, who I'm always indebted to for saying the nicest, kindest things to me at a time when I needed to listen to them. And now there's this another person whom I will never forget. And I will never forget how worthless they made me feel for nothing. So some years ago, I had a very hard time. Things were not going great for me. And Professionally, I was at a very, very, very difficult place. I did everything I could to get out of it and find a place which was more tolerable. And I felt very happy and very grateful when I found that opportunity. So here I was in a new job, very scared, my imposter syndrome hitting the roof. And I was trying to make each day count I was trying to be my very best and 
leave an impression with the people who worked with me. I wanted them to know how grateful I was that I had a chance to work with them. I was in awe of this beautiful organization and I had a lot of expectations from the leadership. And it was very interesting to me how the topmost leader of this organization I had just joined was worse than any ignorant person I may have ever met. So it so happened that I had just joined the organization and the organization seems to have a little bit of a tradition where um, the teams go out and spend a day at a resort or, you know, at a fun place um, with the head of the organization and with the HR. So it was the turn of my team and it was going to be my first outing. And I had the opportunity to break the ice with the topmost leader of the organization. And I was actually looking forward to it because I wanted to feel more settled into the job. And here was my chance to network a little bit and get to know the leaders of the organization. So while we were at the resort, uh, it was suggested that we play some games to break the ice. And that was the very idea of, of this activity, to get to know each other and to break the barriers of hierarchy and to mingle and to get to know the leader um, at an informal level, I believe, and to maybe possibly be impressed by her. So I was already to be impressed. And while we were at this game at the resort, I was in the team with that leader with the head of the organization. And I think I was so excited or so nervous that I made a tiny little mistake and this team lost the stupid game we were playing with the other team. And I will never forget how the head of the organization, a woman who was chosen because of her gender, more than her talent, I believe, to encourage diversity and to introduce diversity at the leadership level so that she would pave the way for other women in the organization. So I was very junior to her. I had just joined and she was at the very top position. We are not in an office. We are not working on a project together. We are not doing something that can either benefit or cause loss or harm to the organization. Absolutely nothing of that sort. We were in a garden playing a game. It was the least, least risk situation where we were losing nothing. And there when we lost the match or the game that we were playing and it so happened that we lost it because of me, because I was too nervous, this head of the organization turned to me and said, we lost because of you. 
I will never forget her. I will never forget how she made me feel. I will never forget how she hurt me in a situation where there was no reason to hurt at all. We had gone to a fun place away from work so we could have fun, so we could know each other better. And I will never forget that I know what this person means to me. Heartless and devastatingly competitive and someone I will always remember for how unkind they were in a situation where they needn't have been that. I will never forget how this person tried to be the boss outside of work and made me feel very small just because that's who she was. So these are the two people I will never forget. So that's the story I wanted to share today, the story of two people and their extreme um, personalities and the extreme experience I had with each one of them. So I usually ask you not to listen to this and I don't think you would have really, you know, gathered much out of listening to this, but I really do hope that the person who made me feel good and the person who made me feel worthless are listening to this. I hope they understand the power of their behavior. I mean, of course, nobody can make me feel worthless anymore because who I am does not depend on what they define of me. But this person who hurt me, I will now never forget who she was in that moment and who I would never want to be. And I will always forget, sorry, I will always remember the underground train man and I will always want to be the kind of person that he is. So I'm grateful for these examples of who I want to be and who I don't want to be. And if you're still listening to this, who do you want to be? Or who are you being every day? See, this is why I ask you not to listen to this. But thank you for listening. <laughs>